Wow, here we are again, and it's Monday. It's Monday? Yeah. Ah, this must be Mondays with... Mike. And Mary. Hi, everyone. Guess what we get to do today? Oh, I know. What? We get to recap our favorite parade of techniques and ask the experts to share with you in the hopes that we enhance your business, uh, shortcut your learning, and inspire you to keep on going in this wonderful industry of real estate of ours. And we draw that information, that gift to you from our Friday R-squared coaching calls. Do you want to go first with your parade of techniques? Oh, I would love to. Okay. I have a student. I am so proud of him. Oh, my. Here's what he decided. He's been adding people to his database for all these years. He's got well over 400 on his mailing list. Excellent. Well, who's your Platinums? And are they really all people you have a relationship with? And some of them he hasn't spoken to in years. So a few weeks back, he made a decision that if he called 25 of those mm -hmm. every single week, come hell or high water, in 16 weeks, he would have accomplished a couple of things. Number one, he'd have worked his way through the whole 400, yep. and he would know who should stay in and who he should send through the shredder. Number two, <laughs> that's going to save him some money on his marketing and his promotion to people that aren't going to ever do business with him. And number three, what a way to start your spring by communicating with people who are supposed to be your platinums in your book of business and finding out if they or someone they know has a real estate need. Now, I didn't say anything about this the last couple weeks because, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And uh, But this guy has been doing this now for three weeks, and this week he said, you know, it's sort of like Forrest Gump says, uh, life is a box of chocolates. Well, calling these my book of business people is sort of like a box of chocolates because oh. you never know what you're going to get. One person hung up on him and he said, woohoo, I was going to send her a calendar. I just saved $1.25. <laughs> so you, you never know what you're going to get, but boy, isn't that going to feel good at the end of 16 weeks. I'm curious. I'm wondering how many people that we've been coaching that are thinking, I need to ramp up my conversations haven't been talking to all the people in their book of business on their mailing list in their database. Exactly. You know? Yeah, what a great place to start. I love it. So I got to ask permission. Uh-oh. From me <laughs> yes. or from our listeners? Uh, both. <laughs> you speak on behalf of them. On behalf of all of yeah. our listeners, I will give you unwavering permission. Okay, because I want to go I want to go off script. Oh, a little brother. bit this morning. <laughs> you are a rule breaker. Well, whatever. All Sorry. Right. Cut, you know what? No, I have no idea what you're about to say. <laughs> because this today's the halfway house. Oh, it is, isn't it? Right. This our our call our calls this last week were week thirteen, which means we're halfway. To the through the semester. Yep. Which halfway is really to halfway. One quarter of the way through the year. And ninety days, what do we look at? Our rocks. Of course. And what's your number one rock? Well, it's to hit your goal. It always is. So I did a lot of this. What was your goal when we started? We all know what that is. What's your progress so far? Okay, we know what that is. What if you doubled that in the second half of this semester? Would you be happy with the end result? Would that mean you're on track? Uh, in a lot of cases, it was no. I need to uh, ramp it up a bit. 
So how am I going to get there? If, I, if I've got to more than double what I've done the first 13 oh, weeks, boy. what do I have to do differently or more of or better to hit my goal? Do I adjust my goal? So we did a, a lot of, oh, gymnastics, you know, emotional and mental gymnastics about that. Very few people did adjust their goal. Oh, that's terrific. Very few. We already have two people who've hit their goal. That's already, right. Which we is do. lots of fun. Yeah. Well, I would imagine that all five of our R squared coaches and our students went through the same kind of gymnastics. Yep. And here's what came up frustrations. Because we looked at that, you know, halfway through anything is a perfect time to fly up in the air, measure your progress. Yeah. That's important to do. But what came out as a result of that was a lot of frustrations. And what I want to share with you and our loyal listeners <laughs> is some of the things that my students are frustrated with. May I? Well, of course. Okay. Here's the first one. Distractions. Especially at home. I can't work from home anymore because there's too many distractions there. And then there were some people who said, I can't work in the office because there's too many distractions. Here's the second frustration. Lawyers. You know, everything from gigantic class action lawsuits to lawyers who want to screw up my deals. Here's the third one. Inspectors. Guess what else I heard people are frustrated with? Appraisers. And then the market. Here's I heard this yesterday. The market sucks. Uh, <laughs> Frustrated with co-brokes, the untrained ones, you know, the ones who are getting no direction and no supervision and no management and little, if any, training. This sounds sort of like the same list that you would have any of the 365 days being in this business. I'm frustrated no with my clients. Okay. <laughs> I'm frustrated with the two, three, four multiple listing systems I have to belong to that won't talk to each other. I'm frustrated with, ooh, my client's in-laws. Not just the clients, they're in-laws too. I'm frustrated with the discounters and the disruptors and the disintermediators. I'm frustrated with my parent company. I'm frustrated with me. I'm frustrated with my listing inventory. Every listing I have has an issue. I'm frustrated. Every house has to be sold two to three times. I got a, an earful of frustrations this last well, week. I'm glad I wasn't on your calls. Yeah. So we got great advice on every call how to deal with these frustrations. Oh, okay. So as a parade of techniques and as an ask the experts kind of combined. Oh, this is the rule-breaking part. Yeah. Okay. When you're frustrated because it feels like you're on a treadmill trying to tie your shoe, and that's Floyd's analogy. I heard that a couple of times. You know, that treadmill analogy. The close to burnout because of the frustrations. It's like trying to tie your shoe while you're running on a treadmill. You can't do it. You're going to hurt yourself real bad if you try that. So what's the answer? Get off the treadmill until you're ready to get back on. I've heard Floyd say this many times. If you don't feel like working, don't try working because you won't do very well. 
wait till you feel like it again, and then go back to work. Or grind your way through it. You got to do one or the other. You either take a break and wait till your spirit, your energy, your enthusiasm, your commitment resurfaces, or you keep grinding until you grind your way through it. Sometimes you have to. Tiger Woods said that when he was recalibrating his swing, which he's done like eight times in his career. Uh, grind your way through it. But here was my favorite piece of advice. Okay. This is the business we have chosen. Okay. I love that. Yeah, you <laughs> Just, do, don't you? Yeah, and it is. <laughs> and until you get, when you, when you get off that treadmill, and you wait for the until to happen. Sometimes you've got to get back in touch with, yes, this is the business I have chosen. I've chosen to be here. I've chosen to be in an independent contractor business, commission sales, where nobody tells me when to get up and when to go to work and when to go to lunch and how much I can earn and how many vacation days I can take and how long I'm going to have to work till I get the gold watch and the pension check, by the way, which doesn't exist anymore. Right. So get off that treadmill until you're ready to get back on and run again. Well, thank you, Michael. Welcome to the halfway house. I guess. <laughs> Did you have an Ask the Experts to share with us? I'm thinking us? we should lock the door. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, a little... Um, a little bit, I did. You know, one of the questions that I thought was really good was about incoming leads. And this person has been paying for and receiving leads. Leads from social media, leads from Craigslist, leads from Listing Booster. And he's been following up on these leads. But the question, speaking of frustration, was how long do you follow up with no response? Mm. I think that's a really good question. I yeah. think that a lot of people kind of wonder that. Oh, I got a lead, except it doesn't turn into anything. And I've tried texting them and calling them and emailing them, and they still haven't called me back. How long do you continue to follow up? By so, the way, yeah. following up too much is not the problem some of my students are having. Well, isn't that the truth? Yeah. Um, so, you know, on R-Squared Coaching, there are eight students on the call, and then one Floyd Wickman trained coach. So you got one person asking the question, you're going to have seven agents and a coach giving you advice and every single person contributed something of value. Oh, so wonderful. I'm going to kind of rattle off what the advice was because it wasn't all the same and it was all absolutely wonderful. Uh, the first person said, uh, this is what I do. I contact them three times in the first week after receiving the, the lead and then once a week uh, for the next several months that's the way I do it the next person and I said oh I love you said well I believe you contact them till they buy or die <laughs> do you remember the meeting that Floyd Wickman taught us yeah. that Michael yeah. buy or die so until they bought from someone else you follow up with them and we've known that for probably 20 years, but it was really great to hear it come out of our students' mouths. Or tell you to stop following up. I'm, I'm coming to that yeah, one. Okay. All right. And then this person said three times in 24 hours. Wow. First 24 hours, you like contact it. them three times by text, by email, by voice. 
You try everything. Then they go into a drip campaign. And for the next four weeks, they get something twice each week for that first month. And then after that, one week for a year. And if they haven't done anything in a year, you can let them go. Uh, the next person said, until you tell me no. Mm -hmm. So you just brought that up. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Uh, the next person said, you know, one way to warm it up is to go find them on Facebook or Instagram. Um, rather than calling them over and over, you know, look for ways to connect with them and to find out more about them. Do they like dogs or whatever? That's a little squishy for me, but, you know, that probably is good for someone. Speak their language. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then um, the last student said, buy or die. And by the way, here's my success story. I stayed in touch with someone for three years. Mm -hmm. They were on my buy or die drip campaign last year. They contacted me because of the drip campaign, and they spent $300,000. So I got a commission. It was well worth my follow-up. So whatever you decide is your campaign, and this was my advice, devise a campaign. Whatever the frequency oh. is, that's your choice. Right. But certainly it should be multimedia. It should be multiple times that diminish over time and then maybe spike again at a certain point and then go back into that Stasis. Yeah, yeah, you know, maybe every six months you increase the intensity for a moment or you personally dial. Yeah. Um, but yeah, buy or die, what's it costing you? Follow-up is free these days. All of our companies have mm -hmm. incredible mailing systems that are automated, that send quality information out. So get them in a campaign. Campaign starts with the letter C. Yeah. And so does the word consistently. Ooh. Right? Yeah. What does Floyd say? You can't fine-tune anything till it's first consistent. So create your campaign and then implement it consistently and, and tweak it after you've been working it for a while. Now, on a related topic, we've got a Secret of My Success panel at Master Sales Academy with four agents who are having extravagant success working expireds but not last week's expireds or today's expireds, but expireds from last month, last quarter, last year. One of them even went on a, an expired appointment from 10 years ago. Oh my. Because she's kept in touch. Not every week. Right. You know, once a quarter after a about system. a year. Right. right. And the system produced eventual results. Sometimes it's tough to wait for that eventual kind of results, but wow. And one of such people that you're going to be meeting when you come to Master Sales Academy told us Wednesday night that he has gotten 16 listings in 19 days. So that's pretty amazing. If you're not doing a 590-10, get yourself doing that and prospecting, looking at those FISBOs and expireds, and come to Master Sales Academy May 8 and May 9 and get on floydwickman.com and get yourself signed up and bring a friend with you. See you there.